This episode of the Alien Analysis Podcast is sponsored by Surfshark VPN. For a massive 83% off, please use the link in the description. Welcome to the Alien Analysis Podcast, an unscripted podcast where I go on a quest to find the truth, whatever that may be. I'm your host, Darren, and this week I want to start by getting straight back into the main topic and finishing up where I started last week. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I would strongly recommend that you go and listen to that one first, because being blunt, I'm not going to really recap last week right here, right now. However, I do think uh, a way of at least summing up last week's episode is to say that I was negative. I don't know if negative, again, is the right word, but I gave alien abduction. I gave the experiences, the abductees, quite a hard time. And ended up, well, pretty much debunking alien abductions. But it was important to say, or it is important to say that I actually do believe in alien abductions to a certain extent. And that's why it was important to carry on into this week and look at the potential of these things, this topic being real. But you know, this does come with a provisor that I still believe most of this, the majority of what you hear is fake but not all now first up let's talk about the beam of light i i think this is one of the the many things that cause people issues this beam of light that sucks you up into the spaceship now i've got to say if you if you're like me and you believe in advanced visitors to this planet that have or or utilize a craft capable of incredible maneuvers and almost defying gravity it kind of explains i don't know this this tractor beam if you want to call it that way you know if, if they've got a ship a craft that's capable of some kind of anti gravity method of flight then it's easy to to see and accept that they may be able to focus that uh, energy in order to lift something, a, a human being, off the ground and pull them into their ship. As regards to the light, well, <laughs> let's be blunt. If, if we're in the dark and we're doing something, we would quite often shine a light on it. Maybe that's what's going on here. We always presume that the light is the, the I don't know, the, the tractor beam, for want of a better way of putting this. But maybe it's not. Maybe the light is just, it's their searchlight. It's just their way of seeing what they're 
lift in, what, what they're abducting. So, beam of light, uh, a tractor beam, yeah, the, these things are highly possible. To me, they're highly possible as a believer. But that's important to understand. We, those that believe, can accept this. It's it's just a natural, uh, I don't know, progression? No, it, it's, to, to me, it's the same technology used to fly their ships turned in into a, a usable tractor beam like i said i don't know if tractor beam's the right word for it it's the only way i can describe it but it makes sense we can or i can see you know there's there's no reason for it not to exist and then you get into uh the the, the medical operations for one of a better way i put it and i'm gonna gotta quickly say something here I'm going to ignore the sexual side. When I talk about experimentation, I'm forgetting that. I'm purely focusing on medical examinations for medical reasons, not as some kind of sexual kick, like some would suggest. But I can find nothing within the numerous reports available out there, within stories I've heard, even ones I've been told, that talk about uh, medical procedures or techniques that either don't exist or are not scientifically, theoretically possible. Again, forget all this removing people's heads and putting them on dogs. What we're talking about is incisions. Almost, uh, as I would call it, exploratory surgery. Looking inside, seeing how we function. And let's be blunt, quite often a number of the abductees that I find more credible actually don't even talk about any form of incision. But we'll come back onto that shortly. But the thing at this point to say is that for me... None of what I hear from what I class as the credible reports is outside of the, the realms of possibility. It, it's not that far-fetched. Now, the next thing I need to cover is America. And, and when I say America, what I'm talking about here is that the main location, the hotbed, if you want to call it that, for alien abductions is America. It's simple as that. I mean, the vast majority of reports coming in come from the US. And I I don't know. I'm going to say that I think there's a reason for this, but there's an easy explanation that really comes from people like... Uh, I've forgotten his name. Asham Hayad, the, the, the Israeli space agency guy, who was one of many that said that the U.S. do have an agreement with a race of extraterrestrials regarding basically allowing them to perform human abductions, to abduct humans for experimentation or whatever. Now, I have to say, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, that I find this gentleman and a couple others very credible. I can see no justification for their lies. Or should I say, for them to lie to us. So, with that in mind, there's the reason. This is why America 
potentially is such a hotbed for alien abductions because the government the u.s government is allowing it as regards or with regards to what the u.s government is getting back in return i i honestly don't know i I gotta say this i can find nothing whatsoever that would even hint in any direction I mean, there's a million and one reasons. I, I'm sure you can think of numerous right now as to what they may be doing or, or what they may be getting back in return. The first one that springs to mind would be tech. Some kind of advanced tech that gives the US a military advantage. But you see, what this means is extraterrestrials are basically being allowed to abduct human beings because our government says so or the US government says so and the other thing it tells us is this isn't good this isn't or to me it doesn't strike me as for a positive reason it strikes me like being blunt that there's a race of extraterrestrials out there that are up to no good and let's be blunt when we all think of a negative, up to no good race of extraterrestrials, nine times out of ten, we're always thinking about or or talking about the race we call the Greys. And for those of you that don't know who the Greys are, basically the, the easy way of explaining them is they're normally described as short, uh, I believe around four to five feet. And visually match the, the quintessential image of a an alien, an extraterrestrial. I mean, it's fairly similar to the uh, the extraterrestrial I use on my logo, for example. And they're called the greys because they're always a, a grey colour, grey skin. But this race... It's always, always connected with the negative things when it comes to extraterrestrials. Whenever anything comes up, when we talk about collusion with our governments, it's the greys. And it's likewise, when you look at alien abductions and you look at the descriptions that come forward, it always seems, or majority of times seems to match the description of the greys. Now I have to say that I honestly don't believe and I say that and I pause when I say that because I'm not 100% on this but my gut tells me we're talking about a single race of extraterrestrials here as in there is only one race that is abducting us like I say I I can't be 100% sure but when I when I look at the facts when I look at the information I have to hand at this point it strikes me like it's one race. Like this is not a free-for-all. This is not, you know, tens of, hundreds of, or thousands of races visiting this planet. Abducting humans left, right and centre. None of it feels like this. I think I said it last week and I'm sure I'll say it again today. Personally, I think true abductions are actually quite few and far between. And with the, the the descriptions and the similarities in a lot of these descriptions, it, like I say, it strikes me like we're talking about a single race. 
one group of basically up to no good shitty aliens. Now, what I want to do now is try and explain how I differentiate what I class as a a genuine abduction versus a a fake. And uh, I have to start by at least, again, apologising to anybody I offend here. I don't mean to. I'm sure people out there will hear what I'm saying and feel personally aggrieved by it. But to me, we have to at least try and establish, or I need to, in my head, establish a way of identifying out the myriad of information out there, the numerous individuals that claim to be abductees, which ones are potentially genuine. And to explain that a little better, I'm not saying the others are not, but I'm saying there's, to me, more of a chance that the people that don't fit my criteria, there's more of a chance that they are fake. In short, if if I was to try and consider, uh, review and give my opinion on every report out there, I would spend what's left of my life just looking at these things and actually getting nowhere. I have to narrow down to a a group of report situations that to me are more credible. But look, I mean, I've read numerous reports, looked at numerous articles, uh, got involved or, or had conversations with people that claim to be abductees. It is important for me to state, though, that I am not an investigator. That's not what I do. I am not out in the field actively investigating alien abductions. But from what I've seen and read over the years, plus with the the additional research I've done or did for the the build-up of this and the last episode, there is uh, a common theme or accepted structure. And what I mean by this is that there is a a common series of events that many investigators use as the standard structure for an an abduction. And when I consider each of the uh, abduction events I'm aware of, read, etc., I can very quickly and very easily start to put these abductions into two separate types, two separate camps. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through each of the the phases, the stages of an abduction and talk about the, the two different types here. So first up, we have the capture stage, as they call it. Basically, this is described as people being teleported, sucked up into an extraterrestrial's craft by a a beam. The individual being abducted basically describes it as being unable to resist. And this is where I start to separate things. You've got one camp that talk about being abducted in their sleep and they describe feeling unable to move and drawn up into the spacecraft and I'm going to be blunt here I, I 
often read this situation, and I think I mentioned last week that there's a possibility, a very strong possibility, that what these individuals are experiencing is sleep paralysis. Sorry, genuine. Even if it's not all of them, I still think the vast majority, this is what is going on. But you see, there's another type of abduction. And that is those that, within their claim, within their story, aren't asleep. These are people that are abducted, uh, I call it randomly, but they they seem to be abducted uh, and captured, because it's what we're talking about, the capture stage here, in random, remote places. It, it kind of feels to me long chance. They just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And their abductees take full advantage of the remoteness of the location to, well, whisk them away. And it's this type of capture that I find more credible. And the reason for this is simple. Because at the end of the day, if you are doing this covertly, because... Anybody can look at the the alien abduction situation and see clearly that this is not for public consumption. This is not being done openly. It's being done in secrecy, covertly. So if you're doing it that way, why would you go to a, in some cases, a built-up urbanization, urban region? Surely you would do it out out in the middle of nowhere. And this is why I say, I find that those that talk about being awake and being abducted while in the middle of nowhere, more credible than those being apparently snatched from their beds. Now the next stage that we have is being experimented on. And again, this is quite easy to split into two sort of camps here. You have those claiming to be experimented on for medical purposes, and then those claiming to be experimented or used for sexual purposes. Now, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of my rationale here. I explained this thoroughly in the last episode, but for me, sexual? No, not at all. However, medical may be. That's a possibility. But here's our first connection here. Because when you look at uh, those reporting to be abducted in their sleep, they quite often connect. Well, no, that's the wrong way around, actually. This is going to mislead you. So to rephrase, those claiming sexual uh, experimentations and activities quite often also claim to have been abducted in their sleep while those claiming standard medical procedures can quite often be those claiming to be abducted uh, remotely, randomly. Now, the next two stages are what I believe they call the conference and the tour. And I'm basically uh, putting these two together for, for ease here. But what we're talking about is after the experimentation, the the individual, the abductee, is communicated with. And then given a 
a tour of the the craft, the ship they are in. And uh, again, I'm sorry if I offend anyone here, but really, I have real, real issues with this. An extraterrestrial race is abducting you by force and forcibly subjecting you to eh, medical experimentation. And then they sit and have a chat with you and give you a tour of their ship. Again, please, somebody correct me if I'm thinking wrong here, but does that make any sense? Does it make sense that a species would treat us like, basically, a lab rat, and then sit down and have a conversation with us? (laughs) And then give us a tour? (laughs) I I don't know. I I chuckle, but it just... (laughs) Like I said, it makes no bloody sense, especially when you consider the next stage, which is called the the loss of time. This is where experiences, abductees, claim, and I, I've got to be careful using the word claim for this part, because I can find nothing that suggests whether it's the abductees claiming this, or the researchers, the investigators, who's actually claiming this next part, but it is described as a, a rapid... Uh, or rapidly forgetting the majority they're experienced, caused primarily by medical intervention. And to put that into my terms, basically the abductee, the experiencer, gets their memory wiped. So let's go back to the, the last two. You forcibly abduct somebody, experiment on them by force, and then have a chat, talk, give them a tour of the ship, and then wipe their memory so they won't remember any of it anyway. Again, it, it just compounds the situation that none of that makes sense. So for me, the, the conference and the tour just don't stack up. I, I'm going to gonna say I'm going to have to ignore them to a certain extent. Because, like I say, what an absolute waste of fucking time. Why do these events just to then wipe our memories? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, get in contact. If you think I'm talking out my ass, let me know. Happy to hear it. But again, if I, or when I look at this situation, and I put all this together, again, there is a connection between those that have claimed, or claim to be abducted in their sleep, those that claim sexual experimentation or activity, and the, the communication and tour part of it. It's looser, don't get me wrong. It's not as strong as the, the previous connection between the tour and, and the abduction stages. But there is a clear uh, a pattern that I can see. Now, the next stage is the, the basically what we call the return and again, this comes in, or to me, comes in two camps. You have those that claim to have been returned to the exact location. And I'm going to be blunt. This is usually, again, those that claim to have been abducted in their sleep from their bed. And they are returned to that exact location, returned to their bed, for example. And then we have those that are abducted at random locations, well, these ones often claim to be basically dumped anywhere. Now, I, I 
I don't know if you're with me on this, but again, that those being abducted in their sleep seem to be returned uh, to their bed in exactly the same state in which they went to sleep. And in no different states of when they woke up. Or should I say, when they would wake up on a normal day. While those claiming to have been abducted in the wild while awake. Also, and again, claim is probably not the right word here. But they are often discovered in completely different locations. Additionally, as uh, part of the return situation is abductees often have new injuries and being blunt look like well complete shit torn clothes dirty quite often some even talk about just being dumped naked on in the middle of nowhere and again this is an issue here because this is those abducted remotely not the ones abducted in their sleep in the comfort of their bed Now, I've seen some people from that category, from the ones being abducted from their bed, that they also have injuries, scars, that type of thing. But it's never been backed up with anything. They've never been able to provide any form of proof. So, again, I mean, what I think I'm I'm starting to call them sleep abductees, but these sleep abductees, people taken from the comfort of their bed, for example, seem on face value normally to wake up like a normal morning. It's like virtually nothing has happened to them physically. While the others, the the ones being abducted remotely, well, they look like they've been through hell. They're often described also as being very confused, lost not understanding what the hell has happened. Now, the last two stages, I'm going to deal with these together as well, which is that you have the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong possibly, but the theophany, um, which is quoted as a a profound sense of love, a feeling of uh, connection or oneness with God, the universe, and in some cases, their abductees. And I've even read somebody or a few people describing this as a a high, similar to a high induced by drugs. And after that, we have what is called, or what I, I believe is called the aftermath, which is where the abductee has to deal with the psychological and in some cases physical effect of their experience. And it's these last two that see a huge, huge separation for me. Now our sleep uh, abductees, they're the ones that claim this love, God thing. Whereas the random ones don't seem to. Uh, the individuals captured in the middle of nowhere. Now I, I actually cannot find a single case of uh, a person abducted randomly coming back. Talking about a feeling of love. A feeling of oneness with God. And my other issue is, the vast majority of people that claim to have been abducted in their sleep seem to want to talk about it a hell of a lot. Whereas our our random abductees don't. Our random abductees are, well, to me, 
they seem completely traumatized by their experience. And quite often a number of these people become recluses and almost go into hiding. And I, look, I've got massive, massive issues with this particular section, which is that uh, sleep abductees make no fucking sense to me. Let's think about what they're claiming to have gone through. They claim to have been forcibly abducted in their sleep, unable to move, unable to resist, then tied down or held down by an unseen force onto a medical table and experimented on, or being blunt, fucking raped. Now, if these crimes, let's call them what they are, were committed by another human being, that individual would be traumatised. Absolutely fucking traumatised. Yeah, it's going to sound horrible here, and I'm I'm sure anybody that's been through something terrible in their life, I, I don't want to offend you, but I'm sure you can understand what I'm saying here. You would be a, a fucking wreck. But no, oh, sleep abductees, well, they don't. They, they go on social media and talk about the wonderful experience they had. How? How is this a wonderful fucking experience? Seriously. But look, I mean, I think you can now, well, by now I'm hoping you can see the two very distinct camps I put claimed abductees in. You have those that claim to have been forcibly abducted in their sleep, forcibly experimented on sexually and medically, then basically had a discussion with their abductees, given a tour of their ship, had their memory wiped and deposited serenely back in their bed for them then to share their experience with the world. On the other side, you have those that are abducted randomly, normally awake, forcibly abducted, forcibly experimented on. And while I'm on the experiment side... Another theme I found with these type of individuals is the experiments they talk about are more like scans. It's not always about cutting the more physical experimentation. It's almost like ET is performing some kind of, I don't know, CT or MRI scan. But following the, the, the experimental stage, they are then dumped randomly absolutely anywhere. Looking like shit quite often, with no memory, no understanding of what is going on, what has happened to them. In fact, again, with these individuals, it quite often takes professionals, hypnosis, uh, other techniques to get to the bottom of what's going on. And this is why it's this latter group. Those that are abducted randomly, the ones that don't talk about a feeling of bloody love and, and seem happy to discuss what must be the most traumatic experience of their life, these are the ones I find more credible. Like I said, though, it has to be said, this is not 100% accurate. None of this is 100% accurate. There are always going to be exceptions. There will be some out there, although I think few and far between, who go through this, who are abducted in their sleep. But I, like I said, I, I think they're so few and far between that they're masked by those lying to us. 
but I can definitely see a very strong pattern. So like I say, moving forward, I'm unfortunately going to be ignoring the sleepers, the, the ones being abducted in their sleep. I do honestly believe the vast majority of these people are suffering with sleep paralysis and, or, and just misunderstanding the situation. But I do think there's a larger group than those that are just lying to us, just trying to get attention, trying to get fame. And the one thing I'll say to those people is fucking stop it. Because there are people out there that, from my experience, from what I can see, have genuinely have their their lives have been destroyed. And you're just doing it for fame and, and almost stopping these people getting to the truth. Getting some kind of closure on this event. But anyway, like I said, forget the sleepers. Forget these sleep guys that are abducted in their sleep. I'm going to focus on the randoms. The people randomly abducted. Because I think we stand a better chance. A better chance of getting to the truth. Now, the most famous, and the one I have to talk about, is a gentleman called Travis Walton who in November in 1975 was travelling home from work with five co-workers. Now these guys were loggers from, I believe, what, yeah, White Mountains. And on their way home they came across what they class as a UFO, what they claim to be a UFO. And uh, Travis decided to get out the car, get out the vehicle to investigate. At which point he was hit by a beam of light which threw him backwards. Now at this point the the rest of the group believed Travis basically was dead. So run, fled, escaped what was going on. However one of them did return later to try and collect Travis. And he was nowhere to be found. Neither alive nor dead. Travis had disappeared. And in fact, Travis disappeared for a total of five days when he wound up naked, completely confused and scared, in a completely separate and random location. And I believe following uh, professional intervention help, including hypnosis, this is when the story, or Travis's story, of being abducted by extraterrestrials, aliens started coming out. Now, there's a few key facts that we need to consider with this story that I feel give it a lot of credibility. First up, Travis wasn't on his own. This event was witnessed by six people in total. And all six people were actually given a lie detector test. And the results of this were that one was inconclusive, while the other five were, according to the experts, telling the truth. Now it has to be said, lie detectors, despite what we're told, are not accurate. They're not 100% accurate. But that inaccuracy predominantly comes from those being accused of lying. In short, the thing measures your stress levels. And in some cases, some people can get overly stressed when uh, the examiner gets into to the meat of, uh, of the topic. Yes, they perform, uh, I can't think of what the word is, but they perform initial questions to get a level, a, a guide level. But it is known that individuals then, when the, the difficult questions turn up, suddenly get 
substantially more stressed and come across as liars. But these inaccuracies are a lot less or a lot less accepted when it says people are telling the truth. So it is pretty safe to say that you've got six people here who believe they are telling the truth. And this is it. It's six people who have always told the same story, even though some of them have fallen out over this. You know, again, that that's critical to this situation. They have maintained their story, their, their uh, recollection of events, despite falling out with each other. I believe one of the guys, or the guy that went back to find Travis uh, after the event, actually accused him of being the one to blame for it. As far as I'm aware, he actually said if Travis hadn't got out the car, this wouldn't have happened. Additionally, with with the exception of Travis uh, himself, the other five haven't tried uh, to capitalise on what happened here. They haven't looked for fame and fortune. In fact, they've tried to ignore the situation. With, like I said, Travis being the only one that actually wrote a book on this. And uh, there was a, a movie released in 1993 about this uh, event. Now, look, I've got to say, I've always been open about my concerns with anybody that stands to gain from a scenario. So, Travis, uh, Travis Walton's book does concern me. He stands to gain. But in his defence, in this situation, according to numerous sources on both sides here, those that believe and those that don't, it was him that was approached, not the other way around. He didn't go looking for fame and fortune. But local press and uh, publishing houses, were, etc., dangled carrots, dangled uh, wealth from his experience. Additionally, Travis Walton also uh, had a mental breakdown. To me, uh, it's a possibility that he's a liar, that he did this for, as some accuse him, fame and fortune. But the patterns don't line up for me. It sounds like a guy to me that genuinely believes in what happened to him. And when you tally his story with his fellow co-workers, those that witnessed the events, it's hard to deny this didn't happen. I think the book, the movies, the, the, the income that could give him reason to lie, I, I think came after the event. I, I think it was something offered to him and he took the opportunity. But you see, he fits the bill exactly, doesn't he? he? He's abducted at random. You know, he's not snatched from his bed and comfortably dumped in at the end of it. He He's randomly abducted. Again, seems by chance. Wrong place, wrong time. He's then experimented on. Travis makes no claims of sexual uh, uh, sexual abuse or anything. It's pure experimentation. In fact, I think his actual words, if you read them, sound more like what I said here. More of a scan, more of an MRI scan. After which he's just dumped with no recollection of what is going on. And then it takes experts, including hypnosis, to get to the story. Now when I look, when I do the research out there, 
I can find quite a number of very similar cases to this. But trust me, if you go looking yourself, they're actually very, very hard to find. The more common case out there is the sleepers. But Travis Walton is a great example for you because if you want, it's easy to find details. It's easy to look at the facts, read the events for yourself and make your own mind up. And this is why I think, in my opinion, people are genuinely being abducted. There is something definitely going on here. Is it aliens? Is it extraterrestrials? Possibly. But I suppose we also have to consider that some say this is just our government. And to explain the the, the government abduction theories, what some claim is that the government, say the US government, is using theatrical techniques to abduct individuals to, in order to experiment on them, dump them back, but then because of the way it was done to make it look like uh, extraterrestrials, I mean, to explain that, what we're talking about here is you know, they're taken into rooms that look like they could be part of a a UFO and people dressed up in alien uniforms or costumes. But this is and this is done so that when they're dumped back on Earth they blame extraterrestrials for it. And the government gets away with it scot free. But I mean look, why? I've got it let's get blunt here. Why? It, it just seems, again, like a very elaborate way of doing things. There are many other easier options. Why go through... Why go through the exercise of using secret UFO-type tech? Because that's the only way you can explain Travis's situation. Is that our government... Let's, do, let's use the US government here. The US government has genuinely got some kind of flying saucer that emits a light and a, a gravity beam to suck an individual up into their ship. Well, why, why, why use such tech for kidnapping people to experiment on them? Let, let's be blunt. Many governments have been accused of kidnapping the homeless. I believe even the Russian government or the USSR were accused, and, and I believe the Russians admitted or release some documentation saying that, to some extent, this did happen in the 70s. And you can see what, it's bloody easy. Homeless people, it's horrible, but they go missing all the time. Why would a government, any government, need to go through some elaborate, theatrical, I don't know, presentation to have us believe we're being abducted by aliens when they can just Oh God, I, I feel bad for saying, steal a homeless person, experiment on them, kill them and dump the body. <laughs> you know, no one would know any wise, no, no one would be any wiser whatsoever. And this is why, if alien abductions are genuine, if you believe in alien abductions, I, I'm saying it straight, it's not the governments. They don't need to go to these extents. You know, like I said, even if we consider the fact that or believe they're using captured alien technology or advanced tech, why would they risk exposing something they want to keep a secret just to steal somebody? 
Seriously, forget governments. Alien abductions are not the result of our governments using it as a cover-up. Now, the thing with this, at this point in time, to me, it's actually quite scary because it's negative. This can't be happening for good. Whatever or whoever is doing this is, (laughs) for want of a better way of describing them, fucking evil. Is this, you know, we're talking about a race of evil extraterrestrials, the greys. But none of this explains the why. That, That question still remains at this point. Why are they doing this? What possible reason do they have for abducting human beings? Well, firstly, there never seems to be a a permanent effect on people. And hear me out here, I, I need to explain this a bit further. Within the cases I find more plausible, people seem to be experimented or tested on only. There never seems to be permanent things reported Mi- missing bits for example no one no one ever seems to turn up with a missing limb it's like they are hunting uh, looking for something and, and what is that what are they looking for because you see I, I, I'm, I know I'm flipping around here but these things all come into my head as I'm talking but another a common theme for me from the more genuine cases is nobody these people don't seem to understand what's going on here and and like i said that's important for the the fakes versus real sleepers talk and seem to know what the bloody hell's happened to them whereas the randoms these people abducted randomly etc don't they just know they've been I don't know, put in a machine. I've heard that quoted quite a few times, put in some kind of mechanical or biomechanical mechanism that they had no understanding of what it was doing. They didn't understand what was being done to them, what this group of extraterrestrials were, were trying to achieve. This is why I say it strikes me like some kind of extraterrestrial CT or MRI scan. But actually, when I think about it further, I say this is scary because it's all negative, but this could also support the my guardian theory sort of uh, belief system. When I think about it, it actually makes some sense. If we have a, a group of guardian angels, then they're not just going to want to keep an arm what we're up to. If this is about, you know securing and and protecting the sanctity of life they're also going to want to check up on us medically you know let's think about two years ago covid pandemic you know maybe et extraterrestrials are keeping an eye on the medical risks we face and to do so maybe occasionally they need to being blunt abduct someone this also gives another reason for the, for the memory wipes. They don't want us to remember because it is somewhat traumatic. But because the tech is not perfect, under some circumstances such as hypnosis, it can cause an, an element of recollection. People can remember some of the event. 
I don't know, it, it makes sense. Like, I, I'm not sure on this, this is just my opinion, and this is literally just coming to me as I'm talking now. But when you think about it, it does make some sense. It, and look, I have to, I have to do this, I have to consider all options. I have to, I have to think about every possible reason why. But like I say, I, I mentioned this already a couple of times, but I, I'm going to say it again because it's so important. This is my opinion. I can clearly see these things and I believe in certain things. And although, you know, I see these patterns, I see the connections, or whatever you want to call them, they're not 100%. Like I say, there are exceptions. But for me, now sitting here thinking about it, putting the pieces together, I'm actually changing my opinion a little bit. In the sense that it actually makes more sense that maybe our guardian angel race, these bunch looking out for us, are the ones abducting. They're doing it few and far between. They're doing it as a a matter of randomly abducting people to test, to see what risk we may or may not be facing. But all of this, my opinion is, if genuine, gonna be hidden. It's gonna get hidden by sensationalism and pop culture, because this is what gets the limelight. People telling sensational stories about their experience, splashing it all over social media. And unfortunately, what that does is that distracts from the genuine abductees. The few and far between that have genuinely experienced this. And being blunt, don't want to plaster it across everything because their lives have been destroyed. Look, at the end of the day, this is always going to be the problem, isn't it? In any situation, all of the situations I talk about, exciting, sensational stories will always win. Being abducted, uh, sexually experimented on, given a tour of the spaceship and given the secrets of the universe while then being gently put into your bed is, is an incredible story and will always be some individual saying I was randomly abducted, they did some shit on me and I don't know who they are and dumped me randomly back on the earth. And I think all of this yeah, it, it stems from the 1960s. This is when the press, newspapers, run these sensational stories first. And it became a thing, a, a trend. And unfortunately, a trend I think far too many people have jumped on the bandwagon for. Far too many people have copied and created their own version of this story for attention, for notoriety, for fame. And I have to say, and I'm, again, I am sorry, but I believe most, if not all abductions from sleep are fake or or misunderstood. Like I say, people genuinely just looking for attention, although suffering with things like sleep paralysis and misunderstanding what's going on. And another warning while I think about it, the the fake uh, misunderstandings give an easy out for people, an easy explanation for all cases. And to explain why I stress all, because a lot of people, when they deal particularly with the paranormal, they deal in black and white attitudes. 
if the majority of cases are fake, all cases are fake. People being abducted from their, their sleep is sleep paralysis. Therefore, anyone claiming to be abducted from their sleep is a liar. And it's not the case. And I really hope I've not come across like that today. Because I'm not, like I say, I'm not accusing all people who claim to have been abducted from their bed while asleep as liars. I'm just saying that the majority of cases, or the majority of people that claim this are, unfortunately, the majority. Not all. And and that's the warning is, please, whatever side of the fence you sit on, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, whether you think everything I've said today is spot on and correct or think it's all a pile of shit, except that there's always going to be exceptions, always, always things in between and, and around. I suppose another way of putting it, if you think everything I've said today is a pile of shit, doesn't mean alien abductions don't happen. And likewise, if you think everything I've said today is spot on, doesn't necessarily mean I got it right, and doesn't necessarily mean alien abductions do happen. For me, when I look at this, something's going on. People are getting abducted. Extraterrestrial? Yeah, I I honestly think so. I, I can't think of why anybody would go through such an elaborate situation to that just steal somebody. I think that the the individuals who claim to have been randomly abducted had something done to them that they have no understanding of and then just randomly dumped. I think these ones are more credible. I, I, I think these are the ones we all need to be looking at. But I still have the big question. Why? Why is all this happening? I do like, and I this has genuinely come to me while recording this episode, I do like the theory that maybe, or my guardian angel race I talk about, is doing this for medical reasons to keep an eye on us, to make sure we are not at risk of being wiped out by some superbug. It's that kind of, what's the best of a bunch of evils do we just allow them to die out or do we keep an eye on them and do something about it kind of makes sense but like i say i can't be sure so i still genuinely do not have the answer to why is this happening why are extraterrestrials abducting human beings uh, and look i i'm up for it. i'm up for hearing your point of view do it publicly or do it privately you can access my email from numerous locations by all means send me an email give me your opinion and as i always say i i'm up for being proven wrong i i want the truth i give my opinion but i want the truth regardless of what that is and we'll see <laughs> we'll see and with that said i i'm actually going to call it an episode for this week again i'd like to thank you all for listening and please 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 do hit that subscribe button for me it does a lot to help and support this podcast and remember the truth exists for those prepared to hear it however it might not always be what you want to hear and with that said i look forward to speaking to you next time until then i'm darren and this is the alien analysis podcast (laughs) 